Thanks for joining me for episode four of the Field Quiver Outdoors podcast. On this episode, I'll be discussing my thoughts on a statement that you may have heard before, or some version of this statement. And that statement is, the forest is my church. There's a few reasons I chose this particular episode to address this question, one of which is here in South Carolina where I'm located, something that has never before been an option is now out there, and that is public hunting on Sundays. Up until this year, uh, it has been unlawful to hunt on Sundays on WMA land, which in South Carolina is wildlife management area, which is just what what they refer to our public lands as. Uh, This law passed earlier in the year, and my thoughts on it are, well, let me clarify. I'm not going to discuss my thoughts or opinions on the law itself or the passage of the law. I'm going to focus on the Sunday hunting, but more specifically, the missing out of corporate worship in order to hunt on Sunday. And before we get into it, just a few things that I do want to mention. If you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and click that little notification icon so that you'll know whenever we drop a new episode. The goal, I know it's been over a month since the last episode dropped, had a lot going on, had some technology issues come up, had an interview scheduled, and we both tried to log in to record it, and neither one of us could access the server So hopefully all of the technology issues are behind me now and we can move forward with dropping episodes on an every other week basis through the end of this year. And then at the beginning of 2024, uh, I'll reevaluate and see if I want to maintain that every other week or go ahead and move into a weekly drop of new episodes. But again, for now, expect every other episode or every other week for a new episode. Uh, Originally, I've bounced around between days, but from this point forward, uh, we're going to be testing the waters of a Friday afternoon drop. And uh, if everything works out with the internet and computers and technology, then the episode should be dropping in the afternoon in time for you to listen on your way home from work or on Saturday morning on your way if if you don't if you aren't fortunate enough to hunt behind your house then you can perhaps listen to the episode on your way to wherever your property is that you hunt or uh, going for going out for a hike or even for a, a fishing trip that day on your way to the lake, you can listen to the episode. But also, uh, I appreciate any support that you guys can give. Uh, this podcast is uh, based off of Field Quiver Outdoors, 
which is just a small business that I started up. Haven't really done a whole lot with it. We've got a few stickers on the website, but as of now, the focus is actually on the podcast uh, because I just feel that is where God has led me to put most of my emphasis right now. And also because it's cheaper than buying a lot of product to put out. But if you do want to support the show, if you like the show, the easiest and cheapest way is to, again, just subscribe, get notifications, listen, share the podcast with friends that you know that that may be interested, or if we cover a particular topic that you think they need to hear, then let them know about it. Ask them to listen. Uh, You can also rate us and give us a review. Good reviews, good ratings obviously help the algorithms that everybody hears about, but I think nobody truly knows anything about these algorithms. I say that because I don't. I'm not a technology guy, uh, but, and excuse me, I apologize. Uh, I'm still trying to get over a cough that I've had for the last two weeks, so uh, just bear with me through this, this episode because my goal is to have these episodes essentially live-esque with minimal editing. But the last thing is, if you want to support financially, then go to fieldquiveroutdoors.com. There's a web store there. You got a few odds and ends, merchandise. Right now it is primarily stickers. (coughs) And... They're just uh, whimsical stickers that are outdoor-related. Have uh, one with the Field Quiver Outdoors logo. Have the Think About It logo for the Think About It segment in the episodes that we'll be releasing in the future and in the past. And there's also just a few fun ones. Uh, One or two, actually, are products from the Scups Snacks product line, which will be probably having a a special segment uh, introducing scup and scup snacks in the future. But as of now, there are two decals, and they're based off of the great debate of what is the greatest outdoor snack of all times. Is it Vienna sausages, which where I'm at are affectionately known as stand-up weenies, or is it jerky? Now, the stickers... Uh, again, just go on the website, check them out. If you like them, order them. Uh, have a two-pack uh, with both of the Scup Snack stickers. And for those of you who are University of Texas fans, you probably won't buy the beef jerky sticker, but that's okay. I'm thinking about releasing a different episode with the Horns Up logo instead of the Horns Down uh, silhouette on the bag. But if you're not a Texas fan, you know, if maybe you're at Texas Tech or A&M or, hey, if you want to go ahead and get ready, if you're an SEC fan, a fan of any school in the SEC, if you, if you want to go ahead and be ready for their entrance into the SEC, then you can go ahead and show your lack of support for the school with one of these stickers. Now, originally, that's not what was intended. Uh, it just ended up being a a funny thing that i thought i would add to the decal 
But aside from that, uh, we also have a few items uh, related to the Gospel Fly, which you can learn more about the Gospel Fly in a previous episode where the entire episode was dedicated to the Gospel Fly, what it was and how to use it. But as of now, uh, I have some decals, the uh, trading card tracks, as well as decals. Now, if you order the decal or a lapel pin, then that does come with some of the trading card tracks included in the cost. And all of the decals have shipping included, no additional shipping on those. The As of now, the only thing on this web store, I believe, that adds shipping is the Gospel Fly. Just trying to think offhand. But when you add it to the cart, uh, it'll it'll let you know if it's something that requires shipping to be added to it or not. But that's enough for an intro. So let's go ahead and hit the trail. Okay, so this episode, there is no formal intro with the background music but i am testing out some new recording equipment and software so hopefully the audio works out well with this because i am not planning on re-recording this i've been attempting to record this episode for several weeks now and for one reason or the other i'm just now finally getting around to doing so and if it's not the best audio quality in the world, then we'll drop back and punt for two weeks out with the next episode. But again, as I mentioned in the intro, this week's episode, which is episode number four, for those of you keeping track at home, is about the phrase, the forest is my church. Now, I'm not picking on hunters. Uh, I do hunt. I don't get to nearly as much as I would like. My target for number of times to get in the woods this year is four. And I will count that as a massive success with everything that I have going on for the rest of this year at the end of the season and with having five kids. But, Again, I'm not picking on hunters. It's just this phrase is one that, for me personally, most of the folks I know, this is just the most common time that I will hear this phrase or some version of it or see it on social media in post where people have you know a picture from their deer stand out of the out of the trees or the the field uh their their food plot that they're hunting by uh with a sunrise or a sunset or even some does in the field every once in a while you'll see see somebody that opts to take a picture of the buck instead of shooting the buck but i have come to have personal issue with this phrase Uh, I personally do not feel that it is an appropriate phrase that should be said uh, by a Christian. And this episode, I'm just going to explain why I feel that way. If you feel differently, shoot me an email, let me know. 
Uh, let me know your thoughts on it. Let me know your stance on it. And most definitely give me any scriptural support for your stance. I'm going to not give all of the scriptural support that I've found in regard to my my thoughts on this this topic and this phrase, but I, I do have a, a few that I'll highlight uh, over the next few minutes that that um, talking to you today. But first off, I do want to mention that I'm not necessarily going to focus on the word worship there are other podcast episodes which i've actually listened to uh, since i decided to record this one that cover that much more in depth and the emphasis is on worship in general this episode will be more focused on church and specifically corporate worship and the role of church because that's most commonly what is intended and referred to even when somebody says i worship best in the woods uh, or i worship best in in the tree stand but sometimes it's a more blunt phrase that obviously shows the individual that you're talking to is replacing the local body, the corporate worship, the Sunday service, the gatherings with time in the woods, be it hunting, uh, hiking, backpacking, camping, rock climbing, uh, even out on the water on the lake in the summer, in the spring, or even this time of year. Uh, You can fill in the blank with anything and still be portraying the same message and that is you are substituting corporate worship with time in nature and to begin i want to define what is church now if you ask most people at least in the in the south in the bible belt uh, more specifically where I am, because I asked several folks. I asked a couple folks that I know attend church regularly, a couple folks that uh, don't attend church regularly. But effectively, the general answer that came across from everybody was it is a Christian worship service or a building for a place of worship, depending on on its context. Uh, It is also uh, the folks that attend church regularly, pretty much all of them gave the definition of the church being the body of Christ, which is the scriptural answer. But if you were to look up church in a dictionary, you would most likely find one of two things, if not both of these, as the top two options, which are a Christian, specifically Christian worship service, or a building or place for worship. Now, scriptural, the term translated as church, specifically is ecclesia, and it literally means 
assembly or gathering. Um, it is the it is always referred to as the body of believers. Uh, specifically, if you look at the context in Scripture, it is referring to a local group. Um, specifically, uh, just as examples or as an example, it is at the beginnings of the letters and even in Revelation, uh, it says to the church at or the church of and then a place name. So in our modern day sense, uh, there may be multiple churches in a community, whereas in New Testament times, if you were writing to the church at Corinth, it would literally be the to the church at Corinth. Now, uh, I'm just going to use uh, where I live as an example. You couldn't say to the church in Lawrence. I guess you could, and it would be all-inclusive. But more specifically, in our modern day and age, it would have to be addressed to a specific local body because there are so many local bodies. Uh, for instance, uh, the church I attend is Bellevue. So in this case, if a letter were written, it would be to the church at Bellevue Baptist Church in Lawrence. Um, or to First Baptist Church or Second Baptist Church or just fill in the blank. You get the idea. And again... For the purposes of this episode, I will most commonly, unless I mention otherwise, when I'm referring to the church, I'm referring to the gatherings of the body of Christ for the purpose of corporate worship, teaching, and our growth. And the reason for that is, is again, as I've already mentioned, because the context of the forest is my church refers to the place where one goes to worship God. And more specifically, uh, for the purpose of this episode, uh, when I'm referring to the church or the, the body, it is uh, my purpose to portray it as the gathering of the body to edify one another. Now, some churches, I'm just going to go ahead and mention this. Uh, some of the local bodies have lost their focus, in my opinion, where I believe that it is these gatherings, the gatherings of the church are, or should be more focused on the teaching and the equipping of individuals who are already Christians, who have already accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, to grow and mature and be discipled so that they can go out and disciple others. I have seen some churches and heard of some churches where their focus is on going out and just bringing in the lost and then they the the focus the emphasis is on the lost at the church and in my opinion doing that affects the health of the church because if you're absorbing in the lost and bringing them in, bringing them in and not focusing on discipling 
those who are already saved, then it makes it harder for those who are saved to know how to go out into the world and to bring more people in. Now, is it wrong to invite the lost to church and to include them in church? Absolutely not. Uh, I feel that we should be inviting the lost into church and encouraging them to come because the Holy Spirit will speak through the pastor's sermons, will speak through Sunday school, will speak through other small groups, uh, leaders. And sometimes the lost need to hear it in church. Sometimes they'll hear it out of church. Either way, uh, God will work and use the Holy Spirit for the conversion process. But ultimately, it's up to the individual if they listen and accept, regardless of the place, time, or location. Um, another thing with that is that churches for the body of believers in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11 we have instructions that uh, actually say, but actually I wrote to you not to associate with any so-called brother if he is an immoral person or covetous or an idolater or a reviler or a drunkard or a swindler, not even to eat with such a one. Now, if you skip down to verses, verse 13, at the end of verse 13, it says, Remove the wicked man from among yourselves. Now, one of the things with that is if you have an individual who comes into the church who is claiming to be a Christian, but they're not living it, and you follow the instructions provided in Scripture of how to correct that individual, and they refuse to uh, repent and actually follow Christ and try to live a Christ-like life, then there are clear instructions to remove that person from the church. And to me, that is saying that the, the church, the local body, is focused on the believers who are wanting to live a repentant life. Now again, just to reiterate for at least the second or third time, you can and should still invite those who are lost to church to attend a church. But don't put so much emphasis on the lost in the church that you lose focus on those that are saved because if you were to go around most churches in the country now, around the U.S., then... I think it would probably be safe to say that if, if you were to ask questions about discipleship, then there would be a lot more people who have grown up in church and are believers or genu are genuine Christians, but they can't answer these basic discipleship questions because there hasn't been an emphasis on the meat of the Word. It's there's still too much milk mixed in with the teachings and the instructions. But now that I've defined church and given my thoughts on church, 
uh, I want to go ahead and discuss why church attendance is important. First off, I am specifically referring to regular attendance of corporate worship. And I'll discuss at the end of the episode a little bit more on my thoughts about uh, missing church or absences from corporate worship. But again, this focuses on uh, the regular attendance of corporate worship, which I believe is a Christian duty. And the reason I say this is because the Bible says it. Uh, Hebrews 10.25 says Christians should not stay away from our worship meetings as some habitually do, but encourage each other and all the more as you see the day draw near. Now, the emphasis here for me is the habitually part because it's one thing if you miss here and there because of illness, if you're having to work or if you're out of town one week. But in reference to the phrase of this episode, which is, the forest is my church, normally you'll hear that from somebody who is not attending church with any kind of regularity during deer season. Or if it's summertime and it's lake time, go out on the lake with your boats time of year, so to speak, then people will say, well, I worship better on the lake. And the idea is they are going out, specifically with the hunting, you're going out into a deer stand by yourself. You're, you, you could be worshiping God or communing with God while you're in that stand, but you're doing so while failing to follow through with the corporate worship regularly. Sure, you might have a special permit you're doing an out-of-state hunt you're going one week that's one thing but here in south carolina our gun season for deer uh, actually started earlier this week as of the date of this episode being dropped and it will run all the way through the end of december archery season depending on what part of the state you live in has actually already been open for about a month or so at this point and muzzle loader opened trying to do my math to try and figure out when it opened versus when I'm recording this versus when it the episode is going to drop but just suffice it to say it, it's been about a week to two weeks since uh muzzle loader season opened and that's a long period there are some places where it's only open for a week uh or a very brief period of time. And for a reference point, we'll just focus on South Carolina. So if I have the entire month of October, the entire month of November, the entire month of December that I can deer hunt, that's a lot of Sundays. 
And if I elect to go on every Sunday out of that season, that is a lot of corporate worships and church services that I'm missing. And specifically with this, uh, the reason that church is so important is that it's where we go to grow and get equipped to live the Christian life. Faith comes from hearing the message. And in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, as I'm flipping over to that, this verse states, So faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. And what is the whole point of a Sunday service? It is to hear the word, to be taught the word. Sunday school, same thing. You hear the word. You're taught the word. Uh, this comes from sermons. It comes from small groups in Sunday school. And it's one thing to be in the audience or to sit in the room around the table during the classes and during the sermon and listen and absorb what's being being said but if you look at Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 and 12 we learn that there are specific roles that have been given to the various members of of the church of the body and the purpose of all of these roles the apostles prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, was in verse 12. It specifically says, For the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. We all have different spiritual gifts that we have been given by the Holy Spirit at the time of our salvation. And not only are we missing out in growth by failing to attend corporate worship with regularity, then we are doing a disservice to our fellow members of the body of Christ by not being there to utilize our gifts to help them in their growth. So it's it, it makes it even more selfish to come up with a reason to not attend church regularly. Now, another thing to consider is that church attendance is important because we are surrounded by our Christian community. We are social creatures. Uh, God himself says in Genesis 2.18, it is not good for man to be alone. Therefore, he created Eve. And sure, it it's okay to be alone sometimes and grow individually, but we feed off of others. Now, if you're like me, you don't like being in large groups. I cannot stand being in a large group, especially if I don't know many of the folks. Uh, it's only recently that I've even gotten comfortable sitting in a room with my back to anybody or at least to the majority of the people in the room with me. Uh, just think of a restaurant. If they put us in the corner, uh, my wife probably couldn't stand it for 
the majority of the first part of our marriage up until probably a year or two ago because I would never sit with my back to the room. I always would go sit down so that I could see everything going on. Here recently, uh, it's not an issue typically, but again, I'm not the most sociable of people. Uh, I'll go up to folks, have conversations with them, talk with them, but normally for me, it takes me, once I warm up to somebody uh, or get a feel for somebody, sometimes that comes faster than other times, then I, I usually won't talk much to them. But at church, it, it's always easy to go in and talk with folks, it seems like. And I think one of the reasons for that is because we are all there for the same reason. And we are able to grow and feed off of each other in a positive way. It's not a negative feeding that that we get from other folks at church, typically, or at least it shouldn't be. Uh, if it is, then man up and or woman up and let the folks know that are uh, bringing things down. Like, look, we, no, it's got to stop. That's not what we're here for. We're here to build each other up in a positive light. And it's a time for us to recharge spiritually we hear the word think of it as having kindling and added to our our fire for christ and then the more we attend the more that can be put onto our fire to build us up to put more of a focus on christ so that there's less of a distraction uh from the enemy outside of church we're surrounded by sin in daily life. That There's no way around it, especially if you're listening in the United States. We're actually going through a men's Bible study right now that we just uh, just started that is talking about Daniel and Babylon, and, and we've come. Uh, one of the things that we've mentioned is uh, America now is a spiritual Babylon. Whether you want to admit it or not, look around you. Look at what society is has become and is still becoming, and you can't tell me that the majority of the vocal folks anyway aren't putting an emphasis on immoral, unbiblical things. And it's everywhere that we go. It's in on the TV, on the radio, in the books that we read, magazines, uh, podcast, YouTube, definitely, um, e- even social media. But <clears throat> you need to go to church to recharge and get away from that and realize it, it helps you realize that, hey, there is a lot of, still a lot of good and godliness here. It's just a matter of going to the right place to find it. And Jesus is our example for why church attendance is important and why we should participate in corporate worship. Uh, in Luke 
It says, as his, referring to Jesus, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. So not only did Jesus attend synagogue regularly, attend that corporate worship regularly, he participated in the corporate worship. He was a part of the corporate worship. And we can also look at the calling that that says where two or three are gathered in my name. Again, it's referring to a group, not an individual. Now, as far as individual worship, yes, I do believe that you can absolutely worship God in the woods, in a tree stand, on a boat, in the middle of a lake, at the top of a mountain that you just climbed. I believe that you can worship individually. Um, And again, although this is not the focus of this episode, I, I did want to briefly mention it and highlight a couple of thoughts on it. Um, Because people who say, the forest is my church, are most often substituting corporate worship for individual worship. It's not a matter of doing both. It is you're neglecting one to do more of the other. And to have a healthy Christian relationship, I believe uh, that both corporate and individual worship are important to a Christian's walk with Christ. Now, uh, Jesus did spend time alone in prayer and communion with God. Uh, We see this in Luke and Mark, uh, where he spends time praying alone. And let's not forget, Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness. Now, it doesn't say that he didn't attend synagogue, but he was in the wilderness for 40 days, wandering, fasting. So, you can reasonably assume he did not come out of the wilderness on the Sabbath or Sabbaths during those 40 days to attend corporate worship. But people that might use that as an excuse to not attend corporate worship uh, for extended periods of time are missing the point if they're using that to validate themselves in order to be participating in another hobby or activity. Because Jesus was not, it doesn't say he was in the wilderness hunting. He was not in the wilderness on a backpacking trip. He was not in the wilderness trying to complete a through hike of the Appalachian Trail. He was in the wilderness fasting and completely focused on God. Now, he was led there by the Holy Spirit for this period of fasting and communion with God in order to be tempted by Satan, which, if you're familiar with this story already, then you already know that he used Scripture to uh, deny Satan the pleasure of Jesus falling into the temptations. And again, I'm not going to go into any detail about those, but uh, if you're just wanting to brush up on it uh, or 
it's not ringing bells to you, then I would strongly suggest you go back and read this. And this passage you can find in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. But again, just to reiterate, you can grow closer to God through personal individual worship. And I believe that you can experience God in new ways and special ways that you can only experience Him in nature uh, through His general revelation of humanity, which is creation itself. But at the same time, we have to be careful that we aren't using the excuse of individual worship to avoid corporate worship. And as I mentioned, uh, I do want to briefly highlight some of my thoughts on absence from corporate worship. And it's okay to miss sometimes. Just a few examples that come to mind are uh, if you're out of town on vacation one Sunday uh, and, and you don't attend attend services with your typical local body uh, or you're working or you're out of town or uh, you're sick, you're ill, you, you can't come or you shouldn't come if you're sick and, and spread it around depending on what it is that you've got. But the main idea is that you shouldn't opt out of corporate worship regularly for something that you can do on other days. And shut-ins or or another example. Uh, now that is more of a long term. Those are individuals who are homebound. They they can't attend corporate worships with any kind of regularity. Uh, typically for medical reasons, age, but. They should still be included in things, and I actually don't have this in my notes, so I'm going to wing it a little bit, but if you have shut-ins at your church, you need to find ways to bring the body to them instead of having them come to corporate worship, take the corporate worship to them if they're able to do so, Um, but Again, the the main idea is don't opt out for something or reasons that you can do on other days. Just as examples, hunting during the week. You can hunt during the week. Uh, You're willing to miss church to go hunting, but are you willing to miss work? to go hunting? Are you willing to use a va- burn a vacation day to go hunting? Uh, what is the priority? Now, an activity happening only on Sundays. And I put this in there just as an example because I used to participate in triathlons uh, when I was in college. And a lot of those events... It was a mixed bag uh, when I participated. It seemed like about half of them were on Saturdays, about half of them were on Sundays. And the event is only on a Sunday. Now, I didn't travel any extensive distance. It was usually a couple of hours from where I lived. And every once in a while, I would I would spend the night the night before the triathlon, wherever it was going to be at, 
but I would usually travel home the day of once the event was over with because I didn't do Ironman distance or even half iron distance. But <clears throat> a lot of events now, if you just look, they will have some sort of a corporate worship, even if it's just a group huddling up together for a, a time of prayer together as a body of believers. Um, now, again, that's not a substitute for corporate worship. Uh, I'm not going to say that is right. That is wrong for missing church on occasion to participate in events or go to something that is only happening on Sunday. That's something that you'll have to pray about and come to a determination yourself on. Uh, but, you know, if, if you feel okay with that, and especially if the church that you attend has evening services and you go to the event in the morning, but you're back at, at your local worshiping with your body that evening, <coughs> again, that's a personal dilemma. For some folks, for some folks, it's not a dilemma at all. They, they just already know what they feel is, is right. Uh, but in regard to other events, uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw out there uh, the Bassmaster Series and Major League Fishing Series. Uh, these events, sometimes they have Sundays. Sometimes they're fishing on Sundays. and But with those guys, specifically with Bassmaster Elite, because I, I do know that they have a chaplain, Chris Wells, uh, who actually has his own podcast, which if you haven't listened, uh, it, it's very interesting to listen to. I, I would suggest you go and listen to him. We're actually, uh, I'm hopeful to have him on here soon as a guest uh, of this show. And... What he does is they, the elite, these pro anglers who are Christians get together and they have an opportunity for them to come together in a form of corporate worship while they're at these tournaments because they're participating in these tournaments on Sunday as opposed to being home uh, with their their families and at their home church, homebody. But this is their job, and they are there because this is their livelihood. But they have found a way to have, incorporate corporate worship while they are traveling the country participating in these tournaments. <clears throat> so, again, it, it asks the question, is it truly more important to go in the morning than to attend corporate worship? Or would it be better to go to church services in the morning and then just hunt in the afternoon or evening, which with this is easier sometimes now, specifically because there are so many churches who are moving to morning service only. Now the church that I attend, we still have three actual services a week we have the morning services, which we have to uh, an early service and a, a, the second service, the evening Sunday service, and we have prayer meetings on Wednesday, which is also a time to focus on prayer and 
Uh, there's also a short Bible study included. But we also have various other uh, meetings that people can per- participate in to come and gather together corporately to uh, worship God and grow in their faith and grow in their relationship with Christ, such as this men's Bible study that we're now two weeks into. And we also have a monthly breakfast at our church for the brotherhood, for the men of the church. And, and we invite other folks in from out of outside of our, our fellowship of our specific local body of Bellevue. And it's, it's a time to grow and fellowship but also uh, as i mentioned at the very beginning it's not completely focused on believers because we present the gospel so that those who are not saved who are there visiting can hopefully hear the word and the holy spirit will speak to them and we're hopeful that they listen to the Holy Spirit talking to them and that they accept what they're being told by the Spirit. But we're to be doers of the Word and not hearers only. And this is just the few points that I want to close with. That is the first one, is that we're to be doers of the Word. And the Word says explicitly that we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner or habit, depending on the translation that you're reading, of some. Uh, We're also, as Christians, to follow Christ's example, which, again, in in Scripture, it, it says that he was in the custom of attending and participating in corporate worship. We're to fill our responsibility of using our spiritual gift to build up the church. We can't use our gifts to build up the church if we seclude ourselves from other believers and view a tree stand as our pew and that's what we put emphasis on as opposed to gathering with other believers. The spiritual rekindling that we get at church is also good. Uh, it's that little bit of motivation that that some folks need. Sometimes it's a lot of motivation that that just gets you amped up, ready to go for the week for the Lord. And just to close with these last couple of things that that essentially go together, uh, the first question is... What are your priorities? If you were to ask somebody, invite them to church, and they were to give you the response of, oh, no, the, the forest is my church. I'll, this time of year, uh, I go there to worship God and to get closer to God. Uh, you know, January, I'll see you. I'll be back in January. And if you kind of press them on it, it's like, well, you know, we'd really love to have you there. Um, why? Like, can you can you not go any other days or like what what what's the deal? Um, if you get into and I know that's very blunt and you probably wouldn't be that blunt with somebody, but 
if the conversation were to progress to the point that the individual would say, well, it's the only morning that I can go, Sunday morning. Uh, I, I just can't go any other any other morning. I really enjoy going in the mornings. Yeah, I, I go in the afternoon, some after work, but the mornings, it's just something about going in the mornings that make me feel that much closer to God with the sunrise and, and the crisp air in the fall. Um, it just raises the question, well, what about Saturday? You know, if you work a Monday through Friday, nine to five job, you don't work on Saturday. And if the person has other things that they're doing, they're choosing to do on Saturdays, um, then to me, that means that not only is, uh, let me backtrack just a minute and re reword <coughs> it means that church is no longer your second priority below hunting it means it is your third priority because not only have you placed hunting over corporate worship but you have placed something above the hunting which pushes corporate worship one more notch down. So whatever that is, that means that you have more, you have placed more importance on your Saturday morning activity than hunting. And you've placed more importance on hunting over corporate worship. And again, it's not a matter of enough days or hours. It's a matter of priority. And I don't know if the mic just picked that up or not, but it, it sounds like somebody might have just bagged one. Um, but, again, and it's not Sunday here, uh, as I'm recording, just by the way. But <clears throat> it... It comes down to prioritizing. It, it's you may have heard the people talking about with exercising. So well, I don't have time to exercise. It's like go back, look at everything that you've got going on in your life, include how long you're watching TV, how long you're just sitting, doing nothing, how long you're um, taking a nap in the afternoon that you could be exercising or in this case participating in other activities or going hunting and I understand time constraints again I have five kids I work a full-time job uh, I'm trying to establish this podcast as well as the Field Quiver Outdoors website there's not a lot of spare time that I have between church obligations family obligations and work obligations but because I have an interest in this with the podcast and the Field Quiver Outdoors and hunting, I have to prioritize all of it and figure out what is the most important. And just to end this episode with a question, since this episode has effectively become an episode-long dedication to a Think About It segment, which 
the question we posed is should you forego corporate worship in order to hunt or I guess more specifically is the phrase the forest is my church an appropriate phrase to be uttered by a Christian but just something for you to think about on top of everything else that I've presented, which, again, if you disagree with me, I would love to hear your thoughts. Send me an email, jody at fieldquiveroutdoors.com, or go to fieldquiveroutdoors.com and use the contact us uh, little boxes at the bottom. I think they're at the bottom of every single page. If not, I know there's a contact us link that you can click on to take you to those boxes. But, again, I want to hear your thoughts on it. But if you don't include scripture to support, then I might not give it as much consideration. But outside of that, just one last thing for you to think about is if you are one of the people who has used this phrase before or uses it regularly even now whenever somebody invites you to church, and you you essentially give the idea that you can grow closer to God while you're participating in whatever activity or hobby it is of your choice. We're going to assume that it is an outdoor activity that involves nature. But the question that I have for you is, have you replaced the Creator with the created and you're trying to convince yourself more than others that you can truly replace regular corporate worship and study with a constant state of individual worship and still be in line with scripture and again I've given some of the scripture references I have discovered in, in regard to this topic there are more, but again, any thoughts or opinions in agreement or disagreement, let me know, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks.